The market doesn't joke around, so why would you? Get serious. Choose Tasty Trade. Tasty Trade gives you the tools you need to make smarter moves. Dig into data with advanced charting, track profit accurately with order chain trackers, see risk clearly with curve analysis, and trade with low-capped commissions, stocks, options, futures, and more. All on one platform. No wonder serious traders choose Tasty Trade. Join the club, genius. Tasty Trading is a registered broker-dealer and member of FINRA and SIPC. It's Jim Cramer here. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Don't miss a minute of the action. Good Tuesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer and David Faber at the New York Stock Exchange. Coming up, 3M's chief Mike Roman on the quarter and the restructuring that will cut 1,500 jobs. Futures in the meantime look for a bounce as the coronavirus mortality rate appears to be staying in check, although much is still unknown. A lot of earnings to get to. Fed meeting begins. Ten-year uh, gets to 157 this morning. Ooh. And Kay Schiller up 3.5 year-on-year in November. Our roadmap begins with futures pointing to a rebound after the worst drop since October. Investors grappling with fears over the possible coronavirus outbreak. Plus, shares of 3M are taking a hit this morning. This after, Carl just mentioned, announcing the company's cutting 1,500 jobs. It also did post lower profits. And we will speak with CEO Mike Roman in the next hour. And Boeing securing more than $12 billion in financing to help weather the 737 MAX crisis. Stocks are looking to recoup some of the losses from yesterday's sell-off. Worries about the coronavirus resulting in the worst day for the Dow and the S&P in almost four months. More than 4,500 patients in China have been infected with the virus. Death toll now around 106 in 18 countries. Uh, Jim, we would expect the number of confirmed cases to rise, but the number of deaths is not as algorithmic as the number of confirmed. No, I mean, I think people just naturally presume that someone is uh, uh, tell, speaking more fiction than fact, because the fact is that 8,200 people in this country died of, of the flu so far this year, 140,000 hospitalizations, uh, 15 million got it. And, you know, if we were to write that story every day and we put that on the front page. Now, of course, what people say is, you know, don't be such a Pollyanna. The incubation period is so long that... Each person is going to infect two people. Again, that's not that bad a number. Then you say, listen, if everybody did that, then suddenly we have 50 to 70 million and we're back in 1917. So, I mean, a lot of the bears, no, the negativists, the pessimists, I shouldn't say negatives, pessimists are giving you estimates that have to do with 1917. And the optimists are saying, look, they, they sequenced the gene. This is not 2003 when they couldn't sequence the gene. We have powerful antivirals. We didn't have powerful antivirals in 2003. So please don't analogize to something that is just no longer history, given the fact that you can indeed figure out something to stop it via gene sequencing, and that that's a very important breakthrough. All that said, uh, we still don't know exactly when the Chinese got their arms around this thing. And that's why Dr. Scott Gottlieb, former FDA commissioner this morning on Squawk, says we might be dramatically underestimating the number of China cases by tens of thousands. Right. That was that was the Stephen King version. Um, well, particularly because the virus appearance appears not to appear for some period I, of time, I, even I, after you've contracted. The guy was so ahead of the FDA. It's conceivable I mean. that people who traveled, people who were even screened, were not necessarily showing any signs. But did have it. Well, I don't want to, uh, I mean, look, at he's not part but, of the media. Dr. Godley's not part of the media. He was the most frightening guy I've heard. He made me feel like that, you know, I need a hazmat suit. Well, listen, uh, there are some people in China, including the top they should have epidemiologists hazmat suits. in Hong Kong, who were using numbers that were frightening. Well, in I mean, terms of you know, where like I said, it could reach in time, worst case scenario. Okay, it's 1970. That said, 
Uh, no, but to your point, it's not. No, it's not. You can and sequence I, a genome and come up with But Dr. Gottlieb was the most frightful that I've heard. He made me feel very scared. He made me feel like I should get a mask, uh, that I should definitely carry wipes at all times, and certainly carry Perel. And that's perf- I guess that's perfectly reasonable. We will speak to Mike Roman from 3M. Uh, worldwide demand for masks is off the charts. Masks are not the most important thing. It's just not touching your face. But that seems to be something that is uh, regarded as being impossible by many people. I don't mean to say that Dr. Gottlieb scared people. I'm just saying he scared me. Uh, meanwhile, the business impact around the world starting to come into view. Uh, Facebook, Goldman, LG, restricting employee travel in China. We know the State Department's evacuating personnel. You're right. WeWork's closing 55 offices. And now uh, we're starting to see reports about what the potential impact could be on Apple's ability right. to make phones which are made within about 200 miles of Wuhan. Look, I think this is all reasonable, and the question is whether you believe that uh, the scientific world is going to be uh, just completely hamstrung because of the notion of the incubation period. I'm obviously not an immunologist. What do I know? I just think that my job as, as someone in the media is to say it could be this way, it could be that way. I, because well, but we should be focused on the economic impact, which right. is real, regardless real. of how bad this gets. Right, uh, so and the epidemic because it involves the the controls on the flow of goods. Yes, right. and, and that is and a how negative. many people are showing up to work, frankly, as well. Right, that's a negative too. I mean, from my point of view, I look. I said that the bounce is is ridiculous. I mean, what happened between yesterday and today, other than more deaths? Right. Well, not as many but deaths it, as you would have thought. But, it's, but then it's, again, it makes you feel like the Chinese. It's more are just, just a lot of question marks at this point. Right. I mean, that's you can't. You but know, yeah, I'll talk to a bunch of asset managers during the course of the day. Nobody's got an answer on this. No. But Everybody's got a sense of an opinion. Some people tend towards being more hysterical. Others tend towards right. being much more. Sober. Well, I think the tens of thousands is a, is an hysterical point of view. I do. Now, it may happen. You've no, been look, pretty vocal on Twitter saying you don't trust the Chinese. No, numbers. I don't trust the Chinese. I mean, I don't even trust. I mean, I know this is going to be something that no one is ever willing to say, but maybe the Xi regime is in trouble. Now, we're never allowed to say that because they're all powerful and we're a bunch of, you know, we're a pitiful, helpless giant, to quote my favorite president, President Nixon. Not true. But I do think that it's very easy to craft a real horror story and then, if nothing happens, disavow any knowledge of that horror story. Kind of like. Mission Impossible, right? I'll tell you one uh, thing. Monday is going to be interesting because that's when the Chinese markets reopen. Right. And already today, some reports uh, that the Chinese are pledging to make liquidity abundant for money markets, urging investors to evaluate the impact of the virus objectively. Uh, that's going to be an interesting, well, dramatic they, opening. Look, they, made, they were the ones who did the shutdown of all these cities. Yeah. I mean, that was part of the narrative that just said, wow, I mean, this is much more serious. Wuhan, every article tells you that Wuhan was just completely ill-equipped, but who isn't ill-equipped? And look, we could also say, you know what? Hey, Jim, we don't have enough hospital beds here for when it happens. And and when someone dies here who was not, who didn't go to Wuhan, then you're going to be so glib and you're going to, and the market's going to just crater. So I'm saying, listen, if someone dies here who didn't go to Wuhan, uh, I don't want to be glib. It's very bad for the market. And it's certainly bad for all the companies we deal with. Yes, it's uh, not a good thing if right. you are operating businesses in China and or relying on Chinese workers right. to make products that you sell around the world. But what happens if this um, turns out to be Chernobyl, Fukushima, SARS, Ebola? That's not going to happen. What do you mean? It's just not. But you think it's going to be worse than us? No, I don't. Well, that's my point. 
but I don't have a clue. Look, I was, I was at Goldman. So when why are we talking about? I was at Goldman when we she talk about Apple earnings or uh, no, David. Yeah. How about Tesla? How about we talk about the fact that the UK is letting Huawei build part of the country's 5G mobile network? Well, for all dead, who cares? Is an important there, story this morning. Because it's, it's horrible. I thought that uh, they were with us. Well, apparently the U.K. has decided not to be, and that's going to raise serious questions about the relationship between the U.K. and the U.S. in terms of intelligence the sharing special relationship. of that nature, the special relationship. Another sign that Huawei is going to, back to China, be able to continue to, um, to build on its growing dominance in terms of 5G networks around the world, mm-hmm. certainly not here. Well, That's thanks, Ericsson and Nokia. That, that hit just, uh, just moments Ericsson ago. and Nokia couldn't do it. But remember... This company's state-subsidized. It's, it's an arm of the Communist Party. And people, it, what, what do you, it is. So is Wuhan, by the way, an arm of the, sometimes an arm of the Communist Party. It's stupid as all get out. But this is something that Huawei has been able to do. They completely subsidized. They came in well underneath the, the, what Ericsson has and what Nokia has. And so they got the best in show stuff. Yeah, well, we don't even have an entrant as a U.S. company in that world. So We don't. No. We're relying on what do you make of that? We don't have a national policy, or certainly we didn't specifically, to make sure there are national champions. Now, that said, Qualcomm is our national champion. Yes. One reason why the Treasury stopped the acquisition or stopped the potential acquisition by Broadcom of Qualcomm was essentially creating what you could argue is a national champion in that. But they don't make the equipment that is needed for this particular part of the And don't you presume that if they're in the 5G, you have to presume that therefore they can hear everything, right? Jim, I don't know. You know. I just don't know how much Huawei is going to potentially spy on, on everybody around the world or not. I, I don't know the answer in the Communist Party. Do you want the Communist Party to be in charge of your 5G? No. Okay. I rest my case. No. Fifth column, but then again, 5G, I'm not sure I same want, thing. I'm not sure I want Facebook to David, be David, we have of, to move uh, on because this is, either. We have to hey, move hey, on because this is the most important thing in the world. What's what? that? The fact that the British defected. Oh, yes. Thanks for nothing. Yeah. Well, that's why I wanted the redcoats, even though it wasn't it was an audible. Uh, David's right. It's a huge story today, along with all the earnings. And the coronavirus does uh, draw a line for us to 3M. Uh, 195 misses, 210. But this 20 cent charge on the restructuring, we don't know if the street was counting it in or not. You're going to talk to Mike Roman next hour, guys. Yeah, I mean, look, it was it was it great? No. Do they have a good path for 2020? I thought, yes. By the way, you want the most powerful story for the for um, the virus? For them. For the virus. Yeah. Them. Yeah. That's going to be, their, their numbers are going to be on fire because they don't, they have the mask. And you can't just wear one mask. It's, it's actually bad for your, you, gotta, you have to buy a whole bunch of masks. They're working 24-7 around the globe to produce more masks. Margins weren't that bad. Uh, there are some growth challenges, obviously. Uh, auto remains just another, look, if you have auto Transportation that well. down six, yeah, I industrial know. down five, but yeah, healthcare, as you said, Jim, up twenty-five. Yeah, well, they did make that acquisition, which apparently is working very well. That's wound care, uh, but they've taken out costs. I'm just saying that the stock went up. You know why the stock went up? Because Tusa went from sell to hold, and Tusa remains incredibly powerful. Yeah, he's got a great deal of influence. The uh, analyst, well, he, he does Morgan, more work. who uh, made his name, of course, uh, being negative on GE for quite some time. But he's also negative on 3M. Right, from, although he stayed negative on GE while the stock has moved from his target of 6 to almost 12. Well, tomorrow is a new, another day. Yes, it is. Tomorrow right. is another day. Well, what GE are you, Scarlett O'Hara? Um, 
Thank you, my dear. I don't give a damn. I bet you don't. Okay. Um, they did update their assessment of environmental matters and litigation related to historical PFAS manufacturing operations at 3M, Jim. Yeah, but that was because clients. I thought we that will, the, we will discuss that. As I thought well. the charge of 214 million was not was lower than I expected. Right. Uh, I think they've become much more transparent. It's no longer buried on you know the footnotes number 63. Mm-hmm. It's right up front. I thought that was good. Uh, I think Roman can tell a story of transportation getting better. Uh, and they do have a new ERP system. That's this SAP system, uh, which isn't doing that badly. Uh, they're you know, bringing it in. Every time you bring in an ERP system, it's really very difficult. I don't know. I didn't think it was horrible. Speaking of SAP, uh, some challenging cloud numbers uh, and cloud forecast for SAP down 4% this morning yeah, out of Europe. Along with Philips, some challenging corporate prints out of Europe today. You no, know, definitely. Europe is... By the way, Europe was bad for everybody we talk about. I don't know, it's solely yet. so far it says Europe's doing well. We'll, we'll you know, be talk about Greg Hayes and United you know, Technologies, and they would tell you that Carrier was bad. Carrier was bad in Europe. They're just not great. I shouldn't say bad. You buy a mask? Why shouldn't you say bad? Because it was slower than I expected. Okay. It was, um, this company's it going merging through, with Raytheon. Yeah, and splitting up. Yeah, so all, what are you going to, like, all, sell it now? It's almost done. That is all taking place this year. It's going Raytheon's to be quite a monumental quite well. year for uh, United Technologies. Right. The Raytheon deal will close, and then the split will begin. Even the symbol's going to change, Dave. Carrier and Otis. Right. Yeah. I think that the Raytheon business, which, by the way, has a fantastic balance sheet, uh, not huge number of programs, is going to be a very interesting piece of business. I'm not sure I want Otis, so the Otis numbers return to growth, and I don't want Carrier at all. Not at all. You don't want it? No. Unless, no, I don't want it. No way I like Residio that came from Honeywell. Wow, that was bad. I mean, what happened to the big play on Chinese urbanization and yeah. the high-rises and air conditioning? Well... It's China. Forget it, Jake. It's China. It's yeah, not Chinatown. China. It's just it's it doesn't China. matter. Sure did. Sister, <laughs> sister, mother. Sister. Um, really quick, Hog's going to open down about six percent. Oh, oh, uh, they miss retail sales down three. Uh, stocks down fourteen percent over three months. Actually, that sales uh, decline is the lowest, well, the smallest decline in twelve quarters. That's true. I mean, it's a level of deceleration, but. Uh, there's nothing to ch- I mean, it, it's still a demographic issue. I mean, it's just younger people. The millennials are not, they're not going there. You ever go to a Harley store, David? I'll go with one. There's a nice one. Route 10, I'll take it. Um, no, I, mean, I would never wrap myself now, I, around I tell you, I, I raised, I, I lowered the uh, age when I went there. <laughs> That's not easy. Yeah, I lowered the age. That's crazy. No, You're talking true. crazy. Who's now. the young guy? You got the goatee. I was at a restaurant on Sunday with my daughter, and I was like, oh, my God, I got to get out of here. Yeah. Yeah, well, you need a ponytail. Yeah. You know what? We ought to do a man dash. Nice big tattoo here of a dollar sign. This is a Brioni. What, do you mean? Take a wear a sleeve tattoo? Lisa would be into it, right? She's right on the back. My wife? My wife's in Poland. She's J&J's up. We'll talk about J&J. Well, I'm in the article. Yes, you are. What do you think of that? I think that's great. My vanity just really jumped. My As vanity. It I didn't say Jimmy Chill. Just said just Jim. Jim. We'll get Kramer's mad dash. Countdown to the opening bell. A lot to get to, as we said. Uh, we'll get to Pfizer uh, and some of the other numbers that have come in today. A little deal out of Borg Warner. Tomorrow, Starbucks, Kevin Johnson on everything from earnings to how oh, his company is coping with the coronavirus outbreak in China as they report tonight. Uh, take a look at the futures. More squawk on the street from the NYC. It's back in a minute.
What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Welcome back. Let's get to a mad dash as we count down to the opening bell, which we'll get in about 12 minutes. Uh, Spice. Yes, McCormick. No, I think you're getting an opportunity here. MKC, they didn't, uh, they didn't make the number. High multiple stock. Uh, they're talking about a surprise transformation investment uh, guiding 2 to 4% versus consensus 3.6, guiding $5.20 to 5.30 for fiscal year 20. Uh, 20. People are looking for 5.56. So this is not a great number. However, let's go back to the worst case, the Dr. Gottlieb case, which he, I'm sure, would say it's not the worst case because he could say that hundreds of thousands. But if people want to stay at home, this is the Oldman Stay at Home company. It is? Yeah, well, it means you're cooking. you're cooking. Yeah, it's cool. You have French's mustard, too. And hots. They say you can put hots on a lot of things. Isn't Frank's Grubhub the ultimate stay-at-home company? I had Grubhub one last week. Did you watch him? I did. He said absolutely the journal story was completely smacking of fiction, no. not a fact. What did you think of that? I thought that was interesting. No, what did you think of the interview, the job I did? I thought you did a great job. Oh, thank you, Lap. You're I'm welcome. a lap dog. Don't yes. forget. I won't. Thank you, David. Okay, so this stock's going to be downtown. All right. And then right here, people are going to downgrade it. They're going to say, listen, it's no longer the great growth stock. And then you can buy it right here and you can have the ultimate stay at home stock. and It'll be really good. I want to have this company on. Guys, he's got to come on. He's got to come on. He's got to come on. Why? Just tell us about the transformational expense, the surprise transformational expense. Okay. Lawrence, not known. I don't call him Larry. Lawrence Curzio is a terrific exec who bought French's mustard, uh, and he bought, uh, oh, from uh, Rick at uh, Benke- Ken Benke, yeah, so your guys. Yes, you like those guys. Yes. Uh, but I, because you talk about them. Sure. Delphi Tech. Yeah. I just think this is your chance. You're not going to get it coming around, but the chance comes tomorrow. Everybody who owns it for momentum is going to sell it, and then you can buy it. Okay. All right? Well, wow. you can buy it on hump day. I can rest easy now. About now it. you must feel better, right? I don't have to worry about McCormick anymore. You old bay, you. Yeah, but we will, uh, we'll hit a lot of other things as well. We can come back, including those Xerox earnings. See how that stock is. Yeah, how are they? Of course they weren't bad. People like them. Yeah, they're, they're hitting the plan. Hitting All the right. plan, exceeding the plan. By the way, as well, be sure to stick around. Of course, we are going to be talking to Mike Roman, the CEO of 3M, uh, an important uh, feature today, certainly in our coverage as well. And always like to remind you, you can always watch us live when you're on the go. You don't have to just be at home. That's CNBC app. Download it today. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. 
That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. Equities looking for a bounce today as futures are in the green. We'll be paying attention to a bunch of other measures as well, including the 10-year, which got down to 157. Uh, the yield curve, threes, tens, inverted for the first time since October. Opening bell in six minutes. You're watching CNBC's Squawk on the Street, live from the financial capital of the world. The opening bell in three and a half minutes. Busy Tuesday morning as the earnings uh, parade continues to heat up. A two-day Fed meeting begins. We'll get Powell's presser tomorrow. Uh, the CDC out with some uh, travel recommendations, guys, uh, asking the public to avoid all non-essential travel to China. Uh, the outbreak is growing, they say, and there's limited access to adequate medical care in the affected areas. Uh, meanwhile, Jim, as you know, uh, Dow's red for the year. And this curve inversion, which we thought we were sort of done talking about uh, a couple of months ago. Yeah, look, I, I do think that you got Boeing and you have uh, Corona. And that's too much for this market to handle. Uh, when you see United Technologies, I thought it was a good quarter, but to do have $100 million a month exposure to Boeing, you got to get Boeing flying. I don't know what it's going to look like. When, are they just going to absolutely just start flying the same plane? Do you know that, the, uh, that those who lease the planes to sell, they've lost 35% of the value of these planes? So, I mean, that was a sucker's game if you were leasing. And so that's not good. I do think that a lot of stocks that are just moving on up here are, are people just hoping. There's a lot of hope in the market. We're not even oversold. So I, I think that right now, uh, Corona and Boeing are too much for this market to handle. Uh, durables came in uh, up 2-4, but November was down 3-1. Uh, and X aircraft, it's the worst non-aircraft print since 09. Well, right, well, so business investment, we're not seeing, obviously, no. an immediate spike after no. I mean, someone one. knew. The bonds knew. I mean, the bonds have just been, we don't talk enough about bonds, obviously. I mean, the tenure, it, that is saying that we're back in, uh, in the netherworld. I mean, I, I don't think you can avoid what the tenure is saying. No, that's pretty, been a pretty significant move. Uh, again, 157 being the low. We're above 1.6% 1. 6, 1. 6 now on the tenure. But it was just a few weeks ago we were hanging out at 1.8. Right. Uh, and it has moved down, and you, you, as well as copper. And let's not forget oil. Yep, uh, which I haven't looked at today, strong but it's approaching oil. the key $50 mark. Why? Because, David, it's fossil fuel. Okay, it still powers. No one's been able, other than parse the automobiles in the world. Yeah, I know. And, you know, and that's, they're always going to talk about the bridge fuel, but natural gas. I mean, I know there's, I had Carly Garner, who's a great chartist, saying the natural gas can spike because it's the heaviest it's ever been shorted. Is natural gas still at all time? Second, second heaviest. Well, yeah, yeah. Kind, well, it's bouncing around. Bouncing but a little bit. Obviously, you lose money on everything you sell. That's never been a really good business when you do that. I mean, that's why companies, that's why people flare. There's some new pipelines coming out of the Bakken. And they are allowing, Bakken's really been terrible for flaring. It's one that if you were up in space, you would see the Bakken. The new, uh, you need to get the natural gas off in order to be able to, to grow your production. But if you grow your production, it just makes it even cheaper. We have way, we have so much oil. We are not, I mean, people don't even talk about, we're much bigger than everybody else. 
We're going to have 18 million barrels. Where are you going to put the 18 million barrels? Where are you going to put the natural gas? We don't have enough, we don't have enough trains. To make. That supply is clearly not a, a pressure point for the oil market. There's the opening bell in the S&P 500 at the big board this morning. It's Allianz Global Investors celebrating the recent listing of its AI and Technology Opportunities Fund at the NASDAQ Tabula Rasa Healthcare, a healthcare technology company. Um, BlackRock was on our air this week, Jim. Um, the head of fixed income there said he could see the 10-year going to 1.3, although that's not oh his base God. case. Just go buy something if you have any money. Get a mortgage and buy something. That is, You're going to look back. And that is going to be like when my father got back with the GI Bill. I mean, that is unbelievable to get to 1.3. I mean, you got to go buy something, David, or refinance or do something. Don't I just stand did there. Refinance. I did at the other refinance again. Recent lows. I, I, I'm in the market. I mean, it's just too cheap. Got to find you something. A, you have enough. You're not going to buy something. Yeah, we're going to buy something. What? Yeah. More? Yeah. You know, you can only live in one house at a time. David, that's your big. That's your big problem. You don't get that. Oh, I don't real. I I've, I've misunderstood that. You never used the Mexican house. I offered it many times. I know. I want to. I also want to use the Italy house. The Italy I tried, house, but that gets booked up. Uh, no, I got. You I, need to negotiate for more vacation. I tried, is what you need. I need to book it for next year. Actually, we'll talk about that. Do like a Carson thing where he worked like fifty Carson. days a year. Yeah. Carson, still my fave. Can I just explain to people at home? I can't own stocks. So what am I supposed to do? I use a proxy. They're called houses. Oh, look at this green. Sea of green. Sky of blue. Sell. <laughs> uh, yeah, Brett is uh, filling in well here. Uh, Dow really only dragged down by 3M. And we haven't really... Did you get to Pfizer? Uh, I revenue like ahead, Pfizer. But down nine year on year. I can't believe Pfizer. Why? They are like... Does everything go off patent at once? Plus, Eloquist is not a great drug versus his competitor. I don't know, Viagra. It is, there's nothing here. There's nothing. They got to go buy somebody. They gotta go buy a biotech company. Well, they did the deal with Mylan, which was not not enthusiastically received. No, in terms of the spin of their business into Mylan. Not at all. First Mars Trust, yeah. I mean, that's going to be the weakest, I think, of the major drug companies. I expect great numbers from Merck, by the way. Bristol Myers got a lot of things to do because of cell gene. Right. You still like Bristol Myers? Love, love, love. It's not just like Doctor Love. Carfar, yeah, yeah, I do. Okay. I think the cell gene thing was brilliant. I think they're going to get the Ozanamid uh, approved. That's that irritable, irritable bowel syndrome drug. Is, Doc- the, is the market, uh, Sanders, again, uh, averaging number one in Iowa on Monday uh, that's night? That's bad for health care. I mean, but but health care is not sort of expressing it as much as they were. Well, some, of the, some of the big, I mean, Centene was down very badly, which, of course, shouldn't be down. But remember, he wants to get rid of these companies. Now, my favorite company, the one I said was going to be a trade, HCA, once again, they, wow, what a company. Big up, HCA, David. Remember it was private? I do, I do. It was, uh, it was one of the largest LBOs. Merrill Lynch led, Dollar, Gen- Dollar General. They don't, I think Merrill Lynch is gone, the name. I know. It's Bank of America. That's doesn't so appear on any of the research. There's no more BAM, Bank of America Lynch. But they so did it very quietly. But yeah, that was one of Merrill's. They were involved in the in the take private. Obviously, HCA since long since returned to the public markets. It was a great investment for it private. Was. By it the way, was. everybody wants to be in private equity. Oh my God! A- apropos of nothing. You know, I'm glad nobody you wants to run that. a hedge fund anymore. They all no. want to transform into private equity. When you meet nobody a young wants to be person, an investment bank. They all want to be no. in private equity. A young person when you it's meet all I hear them. About do I equity. do meet a lot of young people? Yeah. Uh, and on the floor, uh, wait. I'll say, do you like investments? Yeah, I like private equity. Yeah. No, it's it's. Um, 
the, well, uh, talk about the, the tax peak. advantages of it, both on the compensation front. They still have carried interest. How we got the 17 tax bill and they still managed to keep that is unreal to me, but here we are. Uh, and obviously being able to lever, uh, it just, it works. So yes, everybody wants to be private equity. Yeah. Um, well, HCA and Dollar General were good deals. They did. They were good deals. And you get by the bad ones. You get they get past the bad ones. Yes. Yeah. We don't. In well, the look, at, look at the And by the way, they are going to be big players in our M and A market. I think this year, at least based on everything I'm hearing. Well, you know, point. when you got a lot of companies that are and doing that are tired of certain divisions, and that's private equity plus SPACs. SPACs are back. SPACs really are a sign of the top, right? Another sign. You have I, again more of these hedge funds. Well, maybe I'll become a launch SPACs because management won't listen to me, so I can pick my own management. And it's then maybe at least I can dictate the future for a company. Nobody wants to be a value investor anymore. No. That's out. Well, you or can't. even an active manager of equities. Like, why, why well, bother? But, yeah, but they're active investment in, in all these uh, ETFs, which yes. are now active. I mean, any kind of like they're active. Act, right. Like the ESG, they're all active. If they're pretending to be passive. Because they're making the picks in terms of what's right. in the company. They can't the fool anybody. Strategy, yeah, I guess yeah. True. But price discovery, I don't know who's going to be left for price discovery in the markets when so much of it is it's got a good ETFs point. and Got a good point. Dave, we have to move on. We do? No, I just said it. You felt it. No, but I feel in like we head. haven't mentioned Apple. I want to mention Xerox, too. It's the best S&P here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Xerox comes out with numbers this morning. I did have a, a chance to speak as well to the CEO, John Byzantine, uh, prior to the con- yeah. conference call. Um, what's happening here, though, at Xerox is they're on plan, or maybe even ahead of plan, in terms of this um, project own that they announced uh, uh, back some time ago, in terms of taking costs out of the business. Uh, they, in 18 months, generated a billion in gross savings, $640 million in gross savings in 2019, due to what they say is their disciplined approach. Um, they did exceed on earnings per share. The, they, uh, 70% of, uh, of cash being returned to shareholders. Uh, and overall, what I'm hearing beyond Byzantine, obviously, is quite positive, is that they're on track uh, on their three-year three plan, although still 4.7% decline year-over-year constant currency basis in revenues. They do say they're going to get that back to flat revenues in 2021 and that disruption did impact revenue in the first half of 2019, but saw improvement in the rate of revenue decline in the second half of last year as some of their investments started to gain traction. But this doesn't hurt them in their pursuit of HP. It helps. Uh, It helps because if they had been off track, certainly HP could point to it and say, you know, why should we believe you guys could ever put these two companies together and deliver in the two-plus billion in synergies that you're talking about? Um, and Byzantine says, listen, this is our playbook. We're not doing any other acquisitions, smaller things. We're not afraid to give specifics, this is what he said to me. Uh, and everybody should have confidence, get confidence in that two-plus billion dollar synergy number we're putting out there in terms of what we think we could achieve if we were able to sit down and talk to HP. He wants it to be just about price. The right. HP side, guys, continues to say no. Yeah, but this was a um, better number still, than... They're still doing Heisman. This it's is sort a, of the Goldman, Wachtel, Joel kind of uh, strategy here of no. Aren't you impressed, though, about they did this versus what you what HP thought they could do? Um, I think it's a good quarter in yeah. terms of it bolstering the case Cash that Xerox has Cash flow. for why they will can be relied on to potentially deliver it. You know, yeah. what's interesting, but 
we're still talking about 4.7% year-over-year constant currency revenue declines. Yes, which is minus 6.2 and on. Towards, yeah, so, yeah, but the cash flow is big there, Dave. It is. Um, and the question, Jim, is whether or not these two companies are better off in this environment being together, in which obviously revenue growth is extremely hard to come by, right. but cost savings can bring conceivably increases in cash flow. I don't think they can give you the Heisman after this number. I really think that someone serious, a chip bird, the chairman, has to take a hard look at this deal. And I didn't feel that way after I saw these numbers. Yeah, I know. You, you've, you've changed a little bit. Well, I did. I, yeah, I'm a little... Come around more. Yeah. you seen um, players, David? Polaris well, final, is the thought, new, uh, final oh, thought, sorry, though, before sorry, we go Polaris. Is yeah, okay. just, you know, it, is, it will be interesting as they move further into this year, closer to a shareholder vote here. Remember the 11 directors being nominated by Xerox to replace the HP directors as to whether they can continue to say just no, we're, our shareholders are not interested or whether they at least need to sit down and then say no. So they can explain to their shareholders, we did take a look, and we still decided against it. Oh. By the way, many people still lining up in the belief that if they do get there eventually, it makes a lot more sense for HP to be the acquiring company, given the huge disparity in size between the two. Now on yeah. to Polaris. Well, I just think that when we're thinking about Harley, which is not doing as pale as I thought, I think about the fact that uh, Polaris is really doing well. And Polaris is uh, Scott Wine, uh, terrific guy, and these are the most discretionary of items. You know, snowmobile. It's not even been a tough, good winter yet for snowmobiling. I don't know. Worth focusing on. Oh, very much so. Off-terrain vehicles. Uh, some sell-side research to get to. We haven't done uh, JPM cutting Beyond Meat to neutral. Yeah. They go. They shave their target four bucks to one thirty-four. Uh, still supportive of the overall business story, Jim. Uh, yeah, they, uh, you know, look. I thought that that may not go down. I mean, that was, by the way, we liked it at seventy-five. It went to one twenty-two. I really like that. I like that kind of call. I think that's a good one. But uh, Beyond Meat has become something that millennials, this is the, um, the millennial stock, and you had the Denny's news, you McDonald's. Obviously, they're going to have trouble making demand. Uh, it's just a fabulous story. $7.5 I think it's fabulous. I'm still with it. You it was, are? Yeah, I am. I think Beyond Meat's a great story. The trend is its friend. Well, I mean, like, look, people don't like to slaughter animals. They don't like the way that they puff the chickens up. They don't really think it's unnatural. No, I know. I've talked about the poor chickens that can't even walk. You know, if you kill a cow that's two years old, you can eat off that family of four, eat that cow the rest of the year. Speaking, food. speaking of food, uh, McDonald's is going to report this week and some news about some additions to the menu at breakfast. Chicken oh, McGriddle. Yeah, that's hard to find. That might be good. Uh, the new McChicken breakfast as well. So Stock's the, been a horse of late. We'll see if it can drive any traffic, uh, take back a little share from some of its smaller, scrappier rivals. Yeah, I mean, Wendy's is obviously coming hard with the breakfast. When you go to a, I find Wendy's kind of picking up here. When you go to a, a Popeye's, not Popeye's, like I'm from Philly, uh, they say, hey, listen, we had the, I mean, these mocks, you know, like these kind of, Signs put up, say we don't have it. Chicken, we don't have it. That's usually, that's a sign of demand, isn't it? McDonald's would not do anything unless they could meet. That's exactly right. That's exactly they, right. Well, You're not going to find shortages at McDonald's. No. And given their size, that, that is one of the challenges. A uh, couple of board member shifts at Cat Mullenberg's off the board. And at Cisco, Lisa Sue will join the board. Isn't that fabulous? But not Mull- the Mullenberg. See you later. Uh, but Lisa Sue 
Do you know I know people were buying the stock of Cisco because Lisa joined the board? I was first to congratulate her, I think. I'm uh, sure that. you were. I was. I'm sure. well, I you are, I was. No, you are number one in the fan club. I rec- Lisa Sue fan club. Oh, and you see, when a st- I like a stock at five, and it goes to 50. I am proud. As you should be. And right? as I pointed out more times than I care to, you have been dead right on this stock. AMD. And to you on this. S-U. Yes, I know, right. AMD. Thank you, Lisa Sue. Yes. They do report tonight, and... Between them and Apple, Jim, hopefully we can get some clarity oh on God. I mean, how it, the virus might be affecting global supply chains. I want to know what, look, you have to, when you talk to Greg Hayes, you know, he's got a lot of China. What he said, look, we just don't know, but we're not, we're not saying that they're going offline. They're not using it offline. 3M, because of the mass business, they're a little more sensitive. But remember, mass business is 24-7 around the globe. Uh, United Technologies was a good quarter. I do not know why that opened down. Why did that open down? What was the line in the conference call? What was the, I don't know, you read, I got the conference call on streaming, and you read the release, and you say, all right, why is it down? And the answer is because it shouldn't have been. And now it's not. It's a good quarter. Um, I got something that's up got? a lot. It's small, but it's a deal. Delphi oh, my God, you're talking Delphi? Yeah, Borg Warner. Why did you laugh at Delphi. me when I told you we have to focus on Delphi? Well, because it's not worth focusing on. It's 3.3 billion enterprise value. Who's the one who brought it up? Well, because it is up 61%. I did at least want to mention it. Right. It's about making cars more efficient. Yeah, well, no, actually, it's about propulsion, really. Propulsion. Yes, propulsion. In fact, what they do say is it's a unique, more comprehensive portfolio of industry-leading propulsion products and systems across combustion, hybrid, and electric, resulting in greater content per vehicle relative to today, I guess. I don't have that last word. Borg Warner got hammered. Borg Warner's getting hit. Doesn't require shareholder vote. Delphi shareholders obviously quite pleased. One would imagine, uh, given the premium there, it's 0.4534 shares of Borg Warner. All right, we yeah, have but, to move on. Yeah, by the way, HVAC from uh, from United Technologies. I, I said it wasn't that good in North in uh, Europe, but it's actually came around. EMEA was up ten percent. This is the call. One of these people have to realize. I know we have to move on, but you know we're sitting here trying to watch, the, read the calls. Talk to David about Del- Delphi. Get the stuff that you that you feed us. It's not. We're not in a position. We're like on an aircraft carrier, coming in hot. We're trying our best. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Uh, we're off the initial highs. Apple uh, up one and a half percent is going to help. Let's get to Seema Modi. See what's moving. Hey, Seema. Hey, good morning, Carl. Biggest one day pullback for the S and P 500 since October. This morning, as you pointed out, markets attempting to rebound after ending yesterday's session. The Dow was down. Over 400 points, currently up 72. There was this defensive tone that was evident in different parts of the market. Gold prices, the volatility index, oil prices moving lower. We're still looking at the 10-year yield dipping lower here at 1.6%. Let's talk earnings. 3M, a lot of noise, more restructuring, and a liability-related charge. It's cutting 1,500 jobs. And keep in, keep in mind, 3M has now missed or lowered consensus expectations 10 previous times over the past two years. Perhaps a reminder that even though we've seen a recent pickup in global manufacturing activity, it will take time to feed through to profits. That stock down 4%. UTX actually beat the street, but it did warn that the Boeing 737 MAX grounding would impact its aerospace division. Nonetheless, stock up nearly eight-tenths of 1%. Lockheed Martin, record sales thanks to high demand for its jets and missiles. Uh, Harley-Davidson, though, with a disappointing earnings report, and that stock is down by around 2.5%. Question now 
for the industrial space. General Electric, will, be, will it be able to deliver tomorrow when it reports earnings? It certainly could be a moment of truth for the stock, which is now up about 26% over the past three months. And take a look at emerging markets. They've really been under pressure over the past one week due to the coronavirus fears. Going into this year, J.P. Morgan, Goldman Sachs, Invesco all made the call to invest in emerging markets in 2020, pointing to the improvement in the trade story, attractive valuations, Key question now, how much does the coronavirus impact China's GDP? That could be uh, a big factor in play here. Guys, I'm going to send it back to you. All right, Seema, thanks. Uh, Bond's an important story as well. Of course, uh, Rick Santelli's at the CME today. Hey, Rick. Good morning, Carl. Yes, uh, as you look at a 24-hour chart, you can see that we did violate 160. We popped back above it. At 161, we're now unchanged on the day. But that's fascinating because if you look at the two-year, it is down two basis points. We're actually getting a bit of steepening, opening the chart up to tens for one week. You can see how we've just deteriorated, and today, a bit of a capitulation-type scenario as we came back from sub-160 levels. Year-to-date chart reveals at 161, well, we are now down 31 basis points on the year. Open it up. Last time we closed here was October. And finally, I mentioned tens to twos uh, hovering at 18 because we're getting a mild bit of curve steepening. But look at three months to tens. Obviously, at 05, we're getting ever closer to zero. And even though the last time we went through this conversation, we certainly saw the recessionary worries diminish as the curve re-steepened. I fully suspect we will revisit how flattening and inverted yield curves, of course, can have detrimental outlooks towards the future. Carl, David, Jim, back to you. All right, Rick, thank you very much. We'll talk to you in a little while. White House is responding to the U.K.'s decision to allow Huawei to help build its 5G network. Eamon Javers has more on that this morning. Hey, Eamon. Good morning, Carl. A senior administration official saying this morning that the United States is disappointed, quote unquote, in the U.K.'s decision to allow Huawei to have access to that country's 5G networks. Here's the statement uh, now coming out from the White House. They're saying there is no safe option for untrusted vendors to control any part of a 5G network. We look forward to working with the UK on a way forward that results in the exclusion of untrusted vendor components from 5G networks. We continue to urge all countries to carefully access, carefully assess the long-term national security and economic impacts of allowing untrusted vendors access to important 5G network infrastructure. So, Carl, a split here between the U.S. and the U.K. as the U.K. moves forward on its own uh, against the wishes of the United States. The United States now saying it's disappointed in that decision, Carl. Uh, finally, Eamon, a busy week for the White House. Uh, Ex-impeachment between the USMCA signing tomorrow and this peace plan that will be unveiled today. Do we expect to be able to toss some questions out? We do expect to see uh, Netanyahu and the president today at the White House in a joint press availability. Not sure how many questions they're going to take on which subjects and not really sure at this point what the substance is of this Middle East peace plan that the two men will be talking about here at the White House. The White House has not provided reporters any advanced look uh, at what the details are here. And of course, such a tricky problem uh, over the decades. We'll see whether the White House has invented a new solution to it here. They're going to unveil some of the details they say later on this afternoon. 
All right, Eamon, we'll be talking to you then, uh, if not before. Our Eamon Javers outside the White House. Still to come, uh, 3M is moving lower after reporting quarterly results and announcing those job cuts around 1,500 jobs. The Dow component also ramping up production of face masks in China amid the coronavirus outbreak. Stay tuned for a live interview with the CEO, Mike Roman, with uh, Jim and David in just a bit. Dow's up 80. It's going to be an important uh, session after the bell tonight when Apple reports, currently leading the Dow higher up uh, 1.4% as the uh, index itself is up 85 points. And we're back to 32.58. Don't go away. Jim, what's on Matt tonight? One of my favorite companies, Massimo, they're trying to make it so that we could have one healthcare sharing that would make it so that we have an unbelievable ability to be able to detect illness. Uh, there's an outfit called Epic that's fighting him. Let's get his side. All right, Jim. Going to be busy tonight. Oh, yeah. And tomorrow. Yeah, Apple's going. No, this is the worst week, but I, that's all right. I've got methamphetamine to keep you awake. Just kidding. Just kidding. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools.